This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of excellent craft beer and building community in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans. He is amazing at Cornhole. Well, if podcast episodes were the age at which a Jewish man might have his second bar mitzvah, you'd know this has to be episode 83 of The Harmonious Gentleman. Second bar mitzvah? I didn't even know that was a thing. I had no idea. Yeah, so if 13 is the age at which Jewish young men will have their bar mitzvah, because it's the coming of age in Jewish tra- tradition. Yeah. And the age 70 is the age that Psalm 90 says most men will live to. So 70 plus an additional 13 years is 83, when a person could have their second bar mitzvah, if they choose. They don't have to? They don't have to. It's something they could but choose they to do. they have to at 13, though? They're supposed to, I yeah. think, as part of their... Now, excuse tradition. my ignorance. Bar mitzvah, is that two words? I believe so. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I could Google it, but I don't feel like it. No. <laughs> well, I'm bother. great. I'm Chris. And I'm Tyler. And Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy New Year. This will probably come out in 2023. Ooh. No, is I that think true? It'll, no, I think it'll come out like New Year's Eve day. So oh, tomorrow wow. is the new year. Okay. Yeah. Happy New Year to all our listeners tomorrow. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly, Chris. Yeah, I will try this time. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, tis the season for feedback, okay? Yeah, we got a, an awesome email that I'm excited to read. It's from June H. It says, hello, harmonious gentleman, smiley face emoji. I've been thinking I should send you an email and pass on some of my musings as a very new listener. You were originally recommended to me through a Facebook post. So it's really? Worth- wow. Yeah, worth being on Facebook, I guess. I've never listened to a podcast before. Yep, you read that correctly. And took the invite as a challenge and then was pleasantly surprised to find out our family had attended the same church many years ago as Chris and Tyler's families. That in itself was kind of cool as I truly didn't have a clue who Chris, Tyler, nor Graham were for the first first number of podcasts. Hmm. I wonder how she figured that out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, it's... cool that someone listened without having a clue who we were yeah i agree like and um, having never listened to a podcast before yeah yeah that's really cool we're really breaking we were, new ground here great first. name too um i listened to a couple of your recent ones and then decided to dive in head first and went right back to your first one yeah sorry about There's that june a, yeah hey i'm now three quarters <laughs> of the way through all of them wow some of my observations are and she gives quite a few here i don't know i'll maybe shorten the list a little bit but we appreciate all yeah. all these observations she really appreciates a lot of graham's work so i'll, I'll condense right. those points down that's to like one. points one through seven graham you're good good job graham thank you she truly looks forward every time to chris's description regarding the podcast number okay yeah and uh yeah peter she shouts out Peter. Peter was a great addition, and his podcast on conversion therapy really challenged me hmm. and changed my heart. Thank him wow. for his bravery from me, please. So thank you, Peter. Yeah. If you're listening. June, just so you know, we forward that email, this email or that content on to Peter so he knows that too. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, she loves the recommendations and confessions and... The only thing she really said about me was... About- I was going to say, no specific <laughs> feedback for Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Um, she invited me for lunch, basically, if I, I, I'm not going to eat earthworms. So I must have talked <laughs> about eating earthworms yeah. mm-hmm. in Sherwood and Park. Not washing fruit, incidentally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, and I'll just read how it, how it closes. As a final note, we are not related in any way. True. Um, I recall a few times you were wondering if it was just family and a few close friends who were listening. Mm. I'm a true fan. Keep on keeping it harmonious. Sincerely, June. That's great. Thanks, June. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to give some feedback. We love it. Absolutely. Um, hey, before we jump in, you guys, we should give a quick shout out. To, uh, if you're hearing the ambiance behind us, we are at a new recording location for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Chris, mm-hmm. where are we today? Well, it's not a new ro- ro- location just to hang out in. Red no. Heart Brewing. Brewery? Red, Red Heart, Heart Brewing? Brewing and Public House. Yeah. Brewery. Yes. Shout out to Gary for setting us up here. We do know what it's called. <laughs> yeah. We do. Maybe I should have saved that for recommendation, but we can reiterate later, I oh, guess. Yeah. We'll recommend yeah. it, too. It's great. Great right. ambiance. And very busy for uh, Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, right at opening, too, right? Yeah. I mean, we could have started recording at opening if I had my stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just gave us a chance to have another beer. Yeah. Yeah. These recommendations are brought to you by Cilantro and Chai, spreading the love while serving up mouth-watering dishes and good times. And we're back. Guys, it's so nice to be with you guys during this break. Um, family's wonderful, but this community of guys is, is, is great, too. So just thanks for hanging out today. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Okay, anyway, my recommendation um, is a movie, and it just came out on Netflix, and it might not be like, this is not a deep cut, it's pretty big, but it's um, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, I think is what it's called. And if you've seen the original Knives Out... Actually, if you haven't seen the original Knives Out, watch it. It's fantastic. Yeah. And then the sequel is maybe not quite as grand, but I loved it as well. So if yeah, you want to see good. a great movie on Netflix, Glass Onion, it's a mystery, but almost a subversion of a mystery. Like, it's not really a mystery, but it's great. Chris, you liked it too? Yeah, I really did. Yeah. Good show. If you haven't seen Knives Out, would you say watch Knives Out first? I don't think it really matters. You don't have Because to. they're separate stories. But It's I a great story too. They're both great movies. Yeah. Sweet. There you go. I'm going to recommend an author. Uh, his name is Randall Monroe. He writes about science. And maybe it's possible we've even recommended one of his books before. He's written a book called What If? And What If 2 is out. He uses uh, science to answer questions that are kind of crazy. Like, what would happen if you were hanging onto a helicopter rotor blade and the helicopter started? And then oh. he has little doodles and scientific information to oh, neat. answer They're like the little question. mini chapters kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen his stuff before? No, I haven't. Oh, I think you'd love it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What if cool. Randall Gift. Monroe? Cool. I'll recommend Red Heart Brewing, where mm-hmm. we're recording right now. Yeah. I think we've mentioned it before, actually. Uh, yeah, I think Graham's band played a show here. Actually, I know they did. That I was, was awesome. Here. It was great. Hey, you guys are here. Thanks for coming. Um, yeah. So Red Heart Brewing is not only a um, producer of great beer, but also they host good music events. They do a lot, too. They yeah. really yeah. try. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot. Quiz nights. Quiz nights. Yeah. And it's just like the ambiance here is um, one of the best. Like there's a, so many good breweries around. Yeah. Um, our good friend Hans Doof runs Blind Man Brewing. But uh, Red Heart, I think like their, their tap room, the atmosphere is great. They're yeah, just hanging is. out, recording podcasts or just hanging out. Yeah. If you're friends. in Red Deer and you want to go to one, you come here for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. If you're in Lacombe. Go to Blind Man. There if you're you go. In Red Deer. Go to Red yeah. Heart. That makes sense. All right. There we go. That's at, it, guys. At Graham's concert, I turned away a really sad person because he pulled up into the parking lot, wanted for came from Calgary, and because he heard about Red Heart. Oh, but then no. he found out this is a private function. We can't come in. Oh, I said well, we could buy a ticket. I bet they'd let you in, but he decided not to. He missed up a good show. Well, that was sad. Yeah. 
I should I should quickly recommend a beer from yes. Red Heart, just to be a little more specific. I, I had Bambi's Revenge, <laughs> which is a uh, double IPA, and it was Is that what I'm having tasty. right now? Yeah, no, it's I think good. that's what you're having, really too. Really good. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, we hope to play here again with our group, so we'll I'll plug it on the podcast whenever I can. Please do. <laughs> so you guys knew. Just so you know, that's for 2023. It's the year of me bragging about upcoming events for the band. It's going like to it. serve two purposes, the podcast. Okay. So Yeah. It's yeah. good to have a platform to do that from. That's why I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> it's paid off. Guys, you want to talk? Yeah. Do you want to get deep? Sure. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. This harmonious conversation is brought to you by 5024 General Store. Skateboards. Coffee. Community. Visit them online or in beautiful downtown Lacombe. Well, it's always nice when we have listeners and or sponsors recommend ideas uh, for discussion <laughs> points. And do you feel more like beholden to when a sponsor recommends something? Uh, no. Should okay. I? I probably no, should. No, I don't know. No. I mean, Hans, Hans uh, is an amazing guy. He's so. a good recommender. Totally. Yeah. But His Hans was, we were chatting and he mentioned land. like burnout yeah. or stress or burnout being a good topic. And Ooh. it's the end of a year. We're during a break right now. A lot of Christmas stuff going on. I could... F- I can feel it, what he's talking about a little bit. Mm. And I mentioned it to you guys, and I feel like you're down. We're yeah. down for that. Yeah, it's a good topic. Yeah. Thanks, Hans. Thanks, Hans. Sometimes defining burnout is tricky. Yeah, that's, what, that's the first thing we should try and do. So yeah. I found something that uh, describes five different um, symptoms of burnout. Okay. So I wonder if you guys can tell me if you've ever experienced these things. As you go, we'll let you know. Sure. In, yeah. or, or are currently experiencing it. Or ex- uh, currently experience, And maybe not altogether, but maybe. Yeah. So the first is exhaustion. Are, are we doing current? We can do both. Okay. But I think that's another thing. Like, what does exhaustion actually mean? Because I mm-hmm. think it's hard to know if you are exhausted sometimes. I, I would... I'll just answer... My quick answer would be, I have been exhausted before. And how would you define that feeling? <laughs> Very tired. More, more than tired? <laughs> like, ongoing... Like I, just, I just want to go to sleep Ongoing all the time. tiredness. Yeah, I don't have energy to do anything. And like you slept once and then the next morning, were you still exhausted or like it lasts? Yeah. If I'm thinking about being exhausted, it's like okay. having a good sleep doesn't fix it. It's like I'm still exhausted. Yeah. I'll tell you how I define it. I define it with how patient I am with my kids. Mm. Like I'll know right away if I have zero patience, like my, my tank is empty. You're less resilient. And that's that's exactly. Yeah. Less patient, less resilient. That's exhaustion okay. for me. Yeah. So check exhaustion. Yeah. Okay. The next is isolation. Oh, man. And maybe just a, it could be a feeling of isolation and not actually being isolated, but is it because I've, I mean, I've felt isolated and didn't like that feeling like where it felt like I didn't have as many social interactions as I would like, Mm -hmm. but I was unhappy about it. Is, Is this suggesting that a symptom is you want to isolate like you just don't want to get out of your house. You don't want to see people. I don't think so. I think when I see this list, it, and I haven't done a deep dive on this. It just seems to me that these are th- the way you're feeling potentially at your so you work feel or isolated. in your family uh, or in, I guess in any responsibilities that you have feelings of these things. I don't okay. think I've, I've felt that in a long time, like, like true isolation. I don't think that, that, that doesn't resonate with me. No, no. Okay. In fact, so I wish only, I was isolated sometimes. Right now you're only 50%. Well, and I, and I, I would say I haven't really felt isolated, but I have felt like, oh, I wish I was more connected. Like I had more of the opposite. I do wonder if it's like if you are, if you are choosing to isolate yourself, 
that could be a symptom yeah, of that's kind of what i'm the way i could be yeah i think I see what you're saying. yeah where like you you're you not don't to other really want to be in your own house but you also don't really want to leave your house yeah. yeah and you're just kind of feel like there's you're stuck yeah and i haven't felt that yeah in a long time but okay so not knowing if what the real answer is there let's move yeah. to number three okay escape fantasies <laughs> escape fantasies so you know the other episode i confess that sometimes i think through like kind of specifically about what it would be like to win the lottery yeah that's kind of an escape <laughs> fantasy actually okay. i think when i read this really like maybe it's i'm feeling burnt out about my finances i don't know or yeah now if i only had 70 million dollars that would solve all my problems yeah like you think if you're constantly thinking about that like that's that's a symptom of, of a problem right if yeah. you're constantly I'm not just to be clear. I'm not constantly thinking. Well, you're about scratching tickets as we speak Bronco. right now. I remember you really think about a Ford Bronco. <laughs> I Whenever Ford I see Broncos. a Ford Bronco, I think of you. Oh man! If only I had a Ford fantasy. Bronco, would answer all, all yeah. my problems. Okay, moving on. No, hold on. I I, I kind of like that one. Like, so can I, are video games an example of that? You tell me. I mean, I don't know, Mister Xbox Prime member. It's not called Prime, but uh, no. <laughs> but I was. I mean, I, I play a lot less than when I was younger. Yeah. But I wonder, looking back when I was younger, I, I don't think it was an exhaustion thing. It was more of a boredom thing, potentially. Mm. Um, mm. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. Well, we can, go, we can keep going. I don't know. It's well, I, I just think of, like, in people in relationships, too, escape fantasies can become, like, if only I was with somebody else. Or if, right. Like, yeah. you could see how these could be connected to a lot of different yeah. parts of life. Okay, the next one is irritability. Both my hands are up right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well that's what i was saying earlier my tank is empty and so yeah. i'm much more irritable like right now i'm not having a great day no <laughs> you can laugh you guys can it. tell that's good yeah no um, i I've, I've felt that for sure yeah i think we all have yeah yeah and as a teacher we have a great barometer for that like it, it, we have an everyday <laughs> test tube case of how we're feeling irritability wise right you know and, and people who will point it out yeah true yeah like why are you so grumpy why are you yeah. having a bad are you having a bad mr. day mr so Cat? you look tired well sometimes that just that self-awareness helps actually like oh boy am i coming across that way i thought i was hiding it clearly yeah. i'm not as good as i thought i was yeah yeah okay so the last one on this list is frequent illness so the physical response perhaps to stress and i mean Tyler, I don't, like th- like this year since the summer yes more than usual not feeling good yeah, but I feel like that's that's other stuff going on right now. You know, I think typically for me that's not a thing. Yeah, I I wouldn't say I'm like a chronic like I don't suffer from chronic illness, but there are there are times where I feel those other symptoms like exhausted and um, irritable and going through a a time at work where it's taken a lot out of me, and then I suffer the physical consequences. Hmm. You can see how they're connected. Yeah. So what, are there symptoms like this isn't like an exhaustive list. Do you think there are things it's missing? Unintended. Um, <laughs> or is that like, oh, yeah, I can see if you're burnt out, you probably have those five things. Yeah, I, I think part of it's like um, I think about a lot like with jobs and yeah. you do that for 40 plus hours a week. And I, I think specifically, like, how do I deal with it when it, they're long weeks and I'm feeling exhausted from that? And one of them, maybe it's isolation to an extent where I feel like a little um, separated from my job a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I take it home less. I don't have the energy to put into it that I, that I need to have. 
Do you know what I mean? So my performance might suffer a little bit. That's definitely a sign. Like I can, I can feel that, especially at the end of a semester, you know, you just start to lose a little bit of that energy level, but I don't know if that's exhaustion. You know what I mean? That's just, maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe that's like the, the coping mechanism to avoid burnout is mailing it in a little bit at the end. Like maybe where it's your definition of isolation is a little different for me. Like when I think about the work and I think burnout is a work related term. Like, I think that's yeah. from what I've, I mean, I'm not, none of us are experts on this, but from my quick Google research, like it, it, that's where it came from was yeah. HR kind of workplace right. psychology. And, uh, when I think about the isolation piece and I think about myself feeling burnt out or stressed, the isolation is more, I'm so invested in my work that I'm not enjoying the other right. other parts you're not present and and you're kind of saying the opposite like you're putting it aside so i i mm. wonder if that's more a coping mechanism to avoid it sure is to just put it aside sure and do the other things i kind of wonder if those five things are things you might see in yourself so if you're really the last podcast we had a uh, will who really was interceptive he he thought a lot he was very reflective he talked about how your body can kind of tell you things if you're paying attention to it. Yeah. So if you were paying attention, would those be the things that show up? But if what would other people see in you? Because they might not be able to tell your. Well, they might be able to tell you're irritable, but they wouldn't know if you're going through yeah. escape fantasies or if you're isolating yourself. So what would it look like to other people? Burn well, that's up? the most interesting thing to me because there have definitely been times where someone had said something like that to me. Hmm. It's like, you seem irritable, you seem tired, and I have no idea. Hmm. That's happened... Uh, Shout out to the fallow years. This happened in band practice <laughs> where trying to get stuff done, but I'm, it's, it's the end of the day. I'm tired and I don't even know how I'm coming across. How do you receive that when somebody says that? Not well. Irritable. Yeah, I'm very irritable. <laughs> you thought I was irritable. I actually have a real then, example. Let me give you. Uh, could I share a real example? Last yes, you can, Jared. This is a podcast and you're part of it. I think you should. <laughs> Last week, we recorded a little Christmas song for our Instagram. Gary wanted us to. Gary's over there. Um, and we did a couple different takes and one of the takes I was, I forget what I was doing. I was, I was, I was, I couldn't play the piano part correctly. Something was going wrong and I was trying to explain what was happening in the moment. I thought it was kind of lighthearted. I watched the video after and I did not look happy. Huh. And I remember thinking like in my mind, I didn't feel like that was what I was projecting and I was embarrassed when I saw the video. I thought like, what, I looked was like, it how you were feeling? Did it match? No, I was not that. I was not upset. It was more just the frustration, kind of funny. But I I look at the video and I thought if someone else was seeing that, they would think this dude is super upset Mm. and irritable. Maybe it's the eyebrows. I don't know. (laughs) You have very expressive eyebrows. (laughs) That was a moment where it's like, holy crap. Like, how am I coming across in that moment? I, I I didn't love that. So I don't know about you guys, but you don't. When I, I, I don't. I'm very lost. Uh, when it comes to burnout, I'm not sure if I would ever identify. Like if I can identify a time when I've been burnt out. Okay. And again, like I, I'll emphasize that I'm unsure. I feel like I've been stressed and exhausted, and like some of those symptoms that you listed, Chris. Like I, mm-hmm. I can relate to all of those. Yeah. But I, if someone were to ask, "Have you been burnt out?" Or are you at risk of being burnt out? I think I would say no. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but what about you? Have you guys, can you identify a time when you have been burnt out? I would say the same that I can't, but then my good wife, Shanna mentioned that last year she thought maybe I was. So when I was telling her about this episode, she said, Oh yeah, you were burnt out last year when my dad passed away. I was, I had my back kind of went out. So I was injured Yeah, and my tolerance was low. And I sort of remember feeling like a zombie. My memory was bad and I was sort of going through the motions. I, I didn't identify myself as being burnt out, but I think she thinks that I was. So I trust her observations. Do you believe her? Yeah, it's not that I don't believe her. I just wouldn't have said that myself. But when you look back on it, saying it, I'm like, oh, maybe I was. Yeah. Okay. I wonder how calm that is, where it's like not something you really want to admit to yourself, or even even seeing yourself, or even notice, or even notice, like self-preservation, maybe. Yeah. Right. I can't think of a specific time, Ty, but I. I, I'm pretty sure there's been times where I've been burnt out, I think. Yeah, I don't... The thing is, I don't exactly know what being burnt out actually looks like. Does that mean that that, that you need recovery? Like, you yeah, right. need rest? Like, there's that's a point of no return. You know what I mean? You can't just get one good sleep and come back from that. Right. Um, there have been times where, yeah, my sleep pattern has been not good for a while. My diet's not been good for a while. I think after my parents split up, this is like 10, 11 years ago, there's probably some weeks... And I have starting a new job. I remember feeling outside myself a few times you know where i couldn't really focus in yeah but it's hard to equate that to, to what burnout really means because yeah. i think burnout burnout is this like you mentioned earlier Tyler, this sort of almost this corporate term now yeah it's almost like job thing where it's like they got to define the soul crushing nature of some kinds of positions yeah, yeah. right as like yeah. you know you're just burned out right so I, I wonder how much of that is is part of it too i teach a course to teachers and to people in the ed education system called SIVA. So it's supporting individuals through valued attachments and they have definitions for things. But one of the definitions they have, they make a distinction between compassion fatigue and burnout. And they talk about when you're fatigued, if you're in that kind of an industry like healthcare education, where you're serving other people, you can often get overwhelmed and feel exhausted through your work. But they show the difference between that and burnout is that there's still hope. You still feel like if you have the right tools and know where to turn, you'll you'll be okay where burnout is more like hopelessness like as a result of those things yeah so maybe that's kind of a line that helps to think about where you get to a point where you just don't even think you can go on in the work you're doing because of your situation right i guess another question i have too about burnout then is that um is it profession based Mm -hmm. you know like does everyone is it inevitable you know for, for anyone depending on what you're doing um or is it based on the individual you know if you're more yeah resilient to certain things or you have more supports about certain things or there are more jobs that are more susceptible to burnout or you've got experience in a certain way of dealing with tough things so you know you're going to be okay yeah or you lie yeah. to yourself like tyler and you say you never been burned out <laughs> i don't even know what burnout looks like <laughs> well I, I did look up like uh burnout statistics and it the this the data that i found was about a year old so from january of 2022 and it basically said that one one in 3 canadians in the workforce said they were burnt out or they've experienced burnout wow. and then there was also a breakdown of kind of which professions ranked higher oh really at like a higher percentage than that 
and education and health mm-hmm. were for sure in that list. There were a couple others, but Probably just like the top police of my head. work or yeah, I can't remember, but I remember those two stood out. I mean, that's those are ones that I'm connected to a little more. So yeah, those stood out. But so I do think it is profession based, but there is also this cultural shift maybe that's happening that I'd, I'd like to read more about or learn more about where it's like resisting the kind of like grind culture, like where it's, yeah. you're like expected to work yourself to, to burnout. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of like, it's almost admirable. It, it's it's almost admirable like- to, to work so hard and, but, but then on the edge of burnout, but not actually burnout where you can't do your job anymore. Whereas now I think there's a bit of a resistance to that whole idea of like of a healthy balance. Yeah. Like maybe, yeah, I need to learn more about it. I've had conversations with extended family, um, based on my profession as a teacher where there's been folks who've been a little bit like skeptical of my, my work that I do, or maybe making comments about how many days off we get or our summers are off. And usually these are coming from, um, at, at least in my conversations, more rural farming, um, people and and it's almost like a badge of honor like just the hours and the 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 early mornings and there's no time off and like it's almost like that's what you're striving for and i and i've thought well why like i don't want to i want time with my family i i I want rest but sort of like there's no greater honor than dying with your work boots on like yeah that's right (laughs) And in some ways, like, yeah, that, like, I, I understand that. Like, your work, yeah. e- work ethic and you're providing and you're working and you're accomplishing. And, like, those are great, you know. But it almost disregards, like, the importance of rest in some ways, maybe, or the value of it. Yeah, a good question would be, like, do we rest in order to do better work? Like, is that yeah. why we think we need to... Or, or extending Maybe on that's that. that's not a good question, but... Like, yeah. the extension on what you just said, like, then is it your responsibility to avoid burnout? Like, yeah. do you need to take steps yeah. preemptively? Or is it the expectation of your job? Like, your employer. Is, yeah, is it the yeah. employer that should be responsible? Like, is it your fault if you're burned out? Like you, it's well, in you the employer's ister- interest to prevent you from burning out, because it's expensive, probably, if you do, yeah, to replace you or to pay your benefits while you're away or whatever. So are we, are we saying that burnout is exclusively tied to a job or a profession? Do you know what I mean? Like, is that what kind of what we're saying? Like, it's a, well, it's a, it's a work only. Like, could a stay-at-home dad be burned out? Yeah, I, I think it's, like I think it's more times. like circumstantial. Whereas, because I think there's depression is another another thing we could talk about, and I think there's a lot of overlap between depression and burnout. Yeah, a lot of similar symptoms. But burnout, from what, I mean, my limited reading on burnout um, makes it sound like it's circumstantial, like it's all connected to something, whether it's your job or maybe parenting or something, whereas depression is more of a personal personal thing where it has to do with self-esteem and, um, but a lot of the symptoms are the same. But But it's possible somebody's like getting a lot of joy out of their work and in their family, they're like, I got to get out of here. Like... I guess that could happen yeah. where they're feeling yeah. burnt out in that. But it's, that's yeah, what you're saying. Circumstance, it's circumstantial. circumstantial. It's connected yeah. to a, an actual experience they're having in their life.
Well, one thing we didn't do in this episode was define burnout specifically, but here is a definition from the World Health Association organization, sorry, the WHO, who is now saying that burnout can be medically diagnosed. And here is the definition. A syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. And it's under the context of problems associated with employment or unemployment. The part that stuck out to me was the managed part. Yeah. Managed by whom? Well, I think the person who's experiencing burnout is how I would read it, but... Yeah. So that that little line almost like takes the takes the the pressure off the employer. Hmm. You know, like if, if that line wasn't there, then you could blame it's like, employers. sorry, you're just weak or you're not but dealing with it. Like, well. well, you if you had managed it well, you wouldn't have this thing. But there are managers, so like did <laughs> yeah. they not manage it properly? Did they overwork their staff? Did they you know. The WHO also says that before diagnosing burnout, you have the doctor needs to rule out things like adjustment disorders, disorders specifically associated with stress, anxiety or fear-related disorders, and mood disorders. So it's wow. not depression. It's not so adjustment yeah. disorder. It's specifically burnout. So I want to know, is this more prevalent in today's job economy? You yeah. know what I mean? Or is it just more diagnosed? Mm. Does that make sense? Like, are we just figuring this out? Or is the structure of our our capitalistic society oh, more thank prone. you for saying capitalism i didn't want to be the first one to bring well, you, know, you think about an amazon warehouse and like to me that kind of sounds like that's ripe for burnout i don't know is that wrong i, I well employees at, at that level are expendable right if you can't if you can't manage it yeah. we'll find someone else who can yeah but i think that's a new topic i guess altogether but yeah. i just like is that more prevalent now with the rise of the mega corporation you know, uh, like more low level, yeah, maybe corporate jobs and and let's be honest, when you know, the stress is high, the the pay is low, the, the competition just talk about minimum wage versus cost of living that's gone completely wrong in the last 30, 40 years. Like, you cannot live on minimum wage anymore in most places, or yeah. you could have 50 years ago. So, and I think that uh, that actually that pressure to perform isn't exclusive to the the bottom layer or the bottom level of uh, the corporate ladder or whatever. Like, yeah. I think almost any career you have, you feel this like, well, if I can't manage it, someone else will. Sure. Right? So like I've got to hide those symptoms or... Right. Like it, it's, yeah, it feels like it's on it's on the worker to manage, yeah. to manage it. And maybe that's what some people would say is, yeah, that's the way it is. Like that's, that's life. That's work. That's you. It's on you it's on, the, on the individual. And in, in some ways it is on you because you might be the only one who can say if you're feeling that way or not. Right. Because the employer might not know to what threshold somebody will get burnt out or not. Like there's things they can do to limit it. I think for sure. But what burns one person out might not burn out another person potentially. Yeah. Not to defend the employer, but I'm just no, wondering. But if you're an, if you're a manager or up, you know managing people, how much should you be aware of of that? Yeah. Is that a big part of your job description now? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it should be. But if if you can get more out of your employees, whatever the profession, that's a competitive advantage. If yeah. you can get them to perform above and beyond the expectation, right? Yeah, that's an advantage. Whereas that's I kind of looked up this quiet quitting idea yeah which is just doing your job like just but that's it like not going above and beyond 
um, just doing what you were hired to do and kind of the pros and cons of that. And the, the big pro is that it, the idea is that it combats burnout. Like self-sustaining. Kind yeah. Of. It's just, it's more sustainable for, from a worker perspective, but what's a con from the corporate perspective, their workers are not <laughs> outperforming their competition. Are there another, personal cons though? Like to you yourself, you could lose your job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Like, or in, you, at least you wouldn't be advanced or you, yeah. Or you won't climb the ladder, but, but maybe that's not what you're after. Like maybe you're satisfied in your work and huh. right. I think about like who as a society, who we um, honor or put on a pedestal, like the, the, the Jeff Bezos guys, the Elon Musk's, the Trump's like the, like the millionaires, like we, like those are the ideal for a lot of people like to be rich but I just think about like for Bezos, for example, like how many employees you hear pretty terrible stories about how they manage their workforce. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to do to get to that level. Like how many people did he have to burn out? Seriously, well, to, I, to get where he is. I mean, is there a burnout? Is there like a ratio a that they talk scale? about? It? <laughs> there must be, right? Well, it's acceptable, right? Yeah. Oh man. And I don't mean to crap all over Jeff Bezos, but I do. Uh, yeah. You know, but like it's just it's one of those things where. Is that the reality of the corporate structure? Like, you need to just just step on people to get to... The, you, you can't play by the rules to be Jeff Bezos. Well, Can to you? just do your job. Like, yeah, like, and even if you just... You don't step on people. Like, in order to move up, you have to out... Kind of outperform your competition or... Yeah. Do go above and beyond. Like, that's then been the mantra for... So, and does outperforming mean... Like self-sacrifice to the point of where you're stretched to the to your absolute yeah. limit. Well, I, I don't I don't think so because some people can do it. Like there's got to be great organizations, great companies that treat their people really well and are really successful. Also, listeners, please let us know I who mean, you're when working I for. Think about, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like when I think about like, are there ethical billionaires? You know, did you get to that point ethically? I don't think I think it's impossible. That's just kind of my thinking. But, my dad worked yeah. for Nova Chemicals. Yeah. Famous for creating trillions of tons of tiny plastic pellets, but that are now they, residing inside of us. They by treated the <laughs> their employees so well. Maybe right. the trade-off was they're also yeah. polluting the earth to an extent that's hard to imagine. Yeah. Um, but the way that they compensated their employees, took care of their families, celebrated things at Christmas and holidays, yeah. um, gave time off, trained them, were like so excited when nobody got hurt at work, like those sorts of things. 30 years ago were kind of unheard of and they were kind of famous for that. I do. I do think those workplaces can exist. Yeah. But I I don't think that negates or like denies the fact that like society is rewarding a burnout culture. Like, like it's, it's more, I think advantageous career wise to push yourself to the limits of, is that burnout. starting to change hmm. though? Do you think, or is that? I hope so. Because there I is a cost bad. to burnout, like yeah. even yeah. to the company, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I think so, and I hope so. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. And our good capitalist either. listeners will say, "Well, if that is actually a problem, capitalism will solve it by identifying it." But will it? And well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying this. This is the argument for capitalism. Yeah, that if that's true, then capitalism will. Make sure that the workers don't burn out. What do you guys do to deal with like workplace stress? Do you have any harmonious 
Mm. I mean, good question. We can have harmonious conversations, but even just for yourself, like when you feel yourself getting stressed, like what, what's the one way you can prevent, you can like, we have a group of four high school teachers at our school, Tyler and I, and two others. Yeah. And we will, we'll talk and vent a little bit. And like, oftentimes that's enough. You get it off your chest. Someone else hears you. I think connection is a You connect with someone, they feel it too. And you're like, and you're good to go. And you've had a little mini session. I can't believe Mr. You know Chris Kuman's doing this to our school. Whatever. It totally is. get that. Uh, <laughs> Don't think I haven't heard that so before. That's, that's a lo- that's a base level one, right? Like a daily. Yeah. Not daily, but that's a common one. Well, to bring that back to the the symptoms, right? The isolation, right? Like that's a yeah. Kind of a, a counter counteractive measure. Mindfulness exercises, I think, are really important. Really, not mindlessness, like being on your phone or playing games without paying attention is mindlessness, but focusing on things specifically, whether it's deep breathing exercise, I think I said breathing, but I meant breathing exercise, (laughs) um, where you're mindfully participating in a task are really good for your brain Yeah, and connecting you back to things that are create resilience. I think that's true. So I try to do those things. It can be hard to remember to to do those things. Sometimes it can be hard to be reminded self time. Yeah. Or have time for it even sometimes too. I know. What do you do, Ty? For in our household, between me and, and my wife, going for a run, like for both of us, is an important piece of managing stress. If we know there's a stressful event or just like a buildup of anxiety that each of us can benefit from just starting the day with a run. So that's... Yeah. That's one, like just a really practical getting some exercise. Any exercise. For me. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be running, but like some kind. And it's mind. I mean, running for me is mindfulness. Yeah. yeah. It's focusing on a task for an hour. And yeah, I, I notice it when I'm, I'm good about exercising for a while and then I'm not for a while. You can, you can feel it almost immediately. Yeah. At least yeah. I do. Same you with know. diet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, regulation is a term we use in education about how you're emotionally and mindfully kind of yeah, regulated so that being that for other people. And then if you feel like you're being dysregulated and being connected to people who are regulated is a really important thing. So your brain will mirror what other people's brains are doing. So if you're feeling dysregulated and you know, somebody through a conversation can help you kind of depressurize or get back to a state of health, find those people in your life that you can talk to. So at, at work, Graham, if, if the four of us are yeah. all deregulated at the same time, then what? Yeah, that's, <laughs> then what? That'll lump the ante for sure. It hasn't happened yet. We haven't had that yet. No. You call in because the Because we guns. have people in, in charge who... The middle school teachers. Can ha- you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, listeners, if we've missed the mark in any way, let us know. This is just a... Almost like the start of a conversation in a way. It's interesting, this, this mm-hmm. topic. Is, yeah. We haven't talked about it before, but it, it is, there's so much to grasp at and, and think about. Well, and it's a, it's a prevalent, like the, the data that's out there says this is a pretty big thing. Like yeah. there's a lot of people burnt out yeah. right now. Yeah. We're at Red Heart where they sell alcohol. Mm-hmm. seems like a great we're place. We're not at Blind Man currently. No, we're not at Blind Man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to confess a few things and get out of here? All right. I thought I was going to avoid that. Yes. No sure. way. back gentlemen my confession today um has to do with my ability to um handle change Mm. 
especially in changing plans. So one thing I noticed with my son is that he's really, we got to give him lots of heads up. You can't change the plan at the last minute. But it's also something that I need to realize that it's my thing too. Like he, he gets it from me basically. <laughs> Comes by it honestly. And there's been a lot of family stuff this week and you know, it's all great. Like seeing family, I love it. But it's when things change that I just have a really hard time processing it. And when I actually, in retrospect, look back at these things, they're not a big deal. Like they're really not that big of a change. It's a couple hours different, a different location. But man, I just suck at dealing with, with that. Mm. Like when I have something in my head for tomorrow, that's the way it is. And it gets changed. Uh, I'm terrible with dealing with it. So that's my confession. I don't, I don't know why. I just, it's hard, right? When something, when a plan changes, I don't deal well with it. That's my confession. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to be. Like your, your response in your own, the fact that you're confessing it, you're saying that your response to the change is not appropriate. No, like, it's, it's way too visceral. Like I get, I get upset yeah. in a Irritable. moment where I could be annoyed. That's fine. I think that that's fine. But the level of frustration, like it affects my mood, right. you know, okay. where in the moment I look back and think like, why did that? So yeah, there's something going on there. Maybe I'll get to the bottom of it one day, but just that I need change. Will to come back. I think we do. Yeah. <laughs> will, please <laughs> help me out. And so this week, like, yeah. And even, you know, if it's not even crazy changes, just, you know, scheduling changes and the, you know, I have a hard time in the moment processing it, but, Based on last episode's confession, all I'm going to do is say thank you, Graham. Okay. And I have some follow-up questions for you after this episode sure. is over. <laughs> uh, I'm going to confess just my own age and grumpiness. I was at Chapters today, and I saw a book that I thought my wife would like, so I took a picture and sent it. Like, hey, you probably would like this. Then I noticed that the rack had a sign that said, books inspired by TikTok influencers. And I got to a place where like, I almost <laughs> wanted to flip this table over. I was so ticked off. <laughs> And thought it was so stupid that TikTok was telling people to buy these books. I don't know why it got me mad, but that's how out of touch with social media and modern life I am. That um, made me up really upset. Yeah, Be- Because you'd recommended it already before you saw that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I was like, wait a second. So I was going to actually buy her the book, and then I decided not to based on that little sign. Yeah. We should shout out another previous guest, Joe yeah. Whitbread. He would have some things to say about that. The, yeah. the disconnect between... Yeah, the older generation, the younger right. generation. And and why did media. it even bug me? I don't know. Yeah. Tyler and I watched Joe give a presentation to our high school kids this week. And oh, nice! It was good. That's sweet. Nice job, Joe. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Joe. I saw him at a this week too at a school. We were reading to little kids. Right on. He's everywhere. Yeah. He is kind of. Yeah. All right. My my confession is just that a lack of follow through on something I said I would do. I said I would make a a playlist of music. Uh, inspired I've been by the podcast. For this. I've been waiting for it. Oh, and I'm excited to make it. Yeah. I, I genuinely am. I just haven't done it yet. So by confessing it, I'm hoping that it's enough of an accountability that even by the time this episode is out, mm. this confession is absolved because the, the playlist exists. And it's going to be a good one. We've recommended some good music. I'm really uh, pumped about it, yeah. Over the years. Does it mean you have to go back through all the old episodes and listen to see what we recommended? Yeah, and look at Instagram and different posts and things. Yeah. But oh, I, yeah. I also have a... I think I can remember quite a bit of yeah. what we've talked about. So once so I get going... It's going to be mostly a playlist of your recommendations? Yeah, of course. <laughs> can you add Fallow from Bent Road Tavern on that list? Is yeah. that cool? Okay. Yeah. And a few yeah. Fallow Year songs, of course. If we have them. Yeah. Nice. But, cool. Well, Ty, that com- this comes out in three days, so I can do so it. Get busy. Nice, let's do it. it. Nice work. All right, I'm hey, not going guys, by to back to buy that book. Um, real quick before we leave, 
that email earlier was so awesome. It Chris, was. if someone else wants to top it, what yeah. do they do? It might be hard to top June H, but if you want to try, you got to send us an email to harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. Right. Or, or you can get in touch with us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. Um, not TikTok. We, yeah. We're not on TikTok yet. And we have a, a kind of a love hate relationship with uh, social media, but we exist there. And we yep. will, we, we crave the interaction. <laughs> yeah, we do. Also, the first email we receive in 2023 gets a t shirt. For nice. sure. The first email we get. Love that. It can say anything you want, yeah. um, but we have t shirts. We have some It has extras. to be more than a subject line. You got to write something to us. It's got to have something. And if you don't there. want us to read it, let us know. But yeah. on, on the podcast, but we have a few extras and any yeah. size I think you want. The first nice. 2023 email gets a, a shirt. A great price. And we'll even, nice. we'll even mail it to you. Tyler even mm-hmm. sold a couple shirts today. I do believe. Yeah. 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 I did. Slash gave some away. <laughs> yeah. I wore one the other day, and someone said, "Why do you have your own face on a shirt?" And I said, "Mind your own business." Yeah. <laughs> one final shout out to our friend Gary. At Red Heart. Yeah, yeah Red Heart's been awesome. Slinging awesome beers and... Yep. Good job, Gary. Blind Man's got to step up, which they <laughs> were actually pretty amazing. So. <laughs> Beep. I'm Beep that whole that out. sentence out. Oh, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Maybe we'll see you soon, hey? Yeah. Yeah. We will. Let's do it again. On, on, uh, on what? On The Harmonious Gentleman. Gentlemen. Harmonious Gentlemen.